This is Monocle On Design, a show where we unpack everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Nick Manese. On today's show, we report from Italy for Milan Design Week, visiting the events running alongside the world's biggest design fair, Salone del Mobile. We'll speak with the designer, Sophie Lou Jacobson, pay a visit to Alcova, and meet the creative team behind Red Duo. All that coming up on Monocle On Design. Welcome to today's show, coming to you directly from Monocle Radio's pop-up studio in Milan. The space was created in collaboration with the House of Switzerland, a project initiated and co-led by the Swiss Arts Council, Pro Helvetia, and Present Switzerland, a unit of the Swiss Federal Department of Foreign Affairs responsible for promoting the country's image abroad. Here, we've been playing host to a number of important designers, curators and gallerists in recent days as we at Monocle report from the ground in Milan. To help set the scene, I'm starting today's show with Monocle's Grace Charlton, who has been on the ground. Welcome, Grace. Hi, Nick. Now, I know you've been out and about in in Milan today, taking in the best uh, that Milan Design Week has to offer. You've seen shows and exhibitions which are are taking place across the city, uh, while Salona del Mobile, the the trade fair, takes place in the fairgrounds. Tell me, what have you seen on the streets here in Milan? It's been really fun because every time I walk maybe the same street, I can see them at a different stage of installation I've seen the projects like coming together I've mostly stuck to Brera because I've also been hosting shows Br- Brera is the design district Sorry, Brera where, where, where we are is where we are where House of Switzerland is so I've been ducking out in between interviews and sort of letting serendipity almost take over which is really fun I really enjoyed this tiny little design showroom by Yoi, a Tokyo-based design studio, and they had these really cute little like puddle vases with one single flower just positioned in it, and then they had like these lights that looked like they were full of water. But anyway, just something like that. I wandered in and I loved it, and that's the best bit about Fori Salone is maybe wandering in between. Exactly, and in, in, in a district like Brera, which is sort of the heart of, of Milanese design and, and, and really Italian design in a way, it, it is this place that you can just kind of wander down a side street and there'll be a, a furniture showroom that for the week of Milan Design Week and, and Fura Salone or the Beyond Salone events has just been completely transformed into something different. And every like green corner, even like a church courtyard will suddenly have like all these chairs and these furniture installations popping up, so that's been really cool. And, and like the smaller studios might sit next to Molteni's showroom. And I, th- I think the, the other really nice thing about it is their exhibitions and they're fun and they're artistic and they're creative and it, it is about attracting people in. But I think it also, you know, shows the potential of, of design and, and furniture to work in, in different places. You referenced a, a church courtyard there, you know, and, and I know a Poliform, uh, an, an Italian furniture brand, makes beautiful, beautiful chairs, is showcasing in a garden. And granted, it's an outdoor collection, but it's, it's not something you would necessarily see every day, which really does, I, I think, highlight the potential of, of furniture to work in different homes, different spaces and and, and that sort of thing. And it's such a gorgeous day. I mean, being just in Milan by definition helps sell the dream uh, for me personally. And it's about 20 degrees and sunny, so... 
Easy, done, sold. I mean, mean, why wouldn't you be here? And you name dropped a few brands there, but you've also been here at the House of Switzerland where we are broadcasting live throughout the week. First up, we're going to hear an interview that you did with French-American homeware designer Sophie Lou Jacobson, who launched her namesake design studio a couple of years ago. Uh, And as is the way with Milan Design Week, there's uh, collaborations, you know, between brands, between spaces. She's working with, in common with, uh, a a US-based lighting brand led by Nick Ozemba. Tell me a little bit about what we can expect from this conversation, which we're going to hear. They're setting up a showcase called Bar Flora and are taking over the Palinuro Bar. Um, it sounds really fun and beautiful. They promised there would be a great selection of wine, so I might have to drop by. Um, and yeah, they've just created this incredible collection of lamps using Venetian techniques. Um, yeah, they look really beautiful and I'm sure... Yeah, like I said, we should stop by. I mean, sold on that, any sort of bar in Milan during Milan Design Week is is appealing. Uh, I know there were some other people involved. Tell me a little bit about Felicia Hung. So she came by as well, but so she co-founded in common with with Nick Ozamba. They met, I think, at the Rhode Island School of Design. Um, And yeah, they're just a very lovely duo and they're creating these beautiful lamps in Brooklyn. With so many things on during the week, what drew you into this Bar Flora uh, collaboration? Was it simply the prospect of a Negroni Spagliato? So actually they're offering a break from all the aperitivo spritzes and offering wine instead. So that's their selling point. That's that's, that's their main selling point as well as these beautiful lamps. And I think it's a great way to showcase lighting in a really believable, real situation. Sophie began by explaining why they chose to showcase at the Palinero Bar. We launched the collection in New York in the fall, but a lot of the design elements are rooted in Italian glassmaking, so it was really important for us to show in Milan as well. Since we already essentially launched the collection as a whole, the vast majority of it in September, it didn't feel right to like do that again in the same way in Milan so we wanted to do something a little bit more low-key and we always had this idea for it to be a bar we kind of had the name before we had the location and then we found Polyneuro Bar where we are and it's just so special and beautiful and the lights really come alive in that little space it feels really perfect. The reason why we wanted it to be in like a bar versus doing some installation in like a beautiful palazzo, which are like all over the city, that it feels more connected to like the setting that the lights will be existing in. So it's just like a more like atmospheric way for us to like host people and kind of just gather the design community together. Can you tell me about the collection and also how this collaboration came about? Have you been friends? Like how did it happen? It really came about because we like work with the same glass blower in Brooklyn, and so it was kind of just this like we're circling around each other, and then we eventually like ended up talking to each other through Instagram and whatever else, and I don't know, just lots of overlapping interests in the history of glass making, and kind of all just came from there. I mean, we more or less launched our studios around the same time. Yeah. And I think we started chatting very early on in both of our like studios' evolution. And then obviously the pandemic happened, and so there was this like big sort of quiet moment, and both of our studios really evolved a lot in their own ways during that time. But we had already started chatting and kept talking about working together, and it was really kind of wonderful how like when it finally happened, where we had both arrived at that point versus where we were when we first started talking 
And I think that really made a big impact on what the final collection was. Mm-hmm. And like aesthetically, did it feel very like organic to work together? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the work, it looks like both of our work, yeah. but on another level. We ended up creating something that neither of us would have done on our own. Yeah. The way that we were able to work together, and you know, it was very, very seamless. Like there was never any friction in terms of where either of us were going, and I think that was what made it so smooth and how we ended up with 20 pieces because it was just like more, 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 you know, it was working so well. I work alone most of the time, you know, I'm a solo designer and I've done collaborations but not on this level and being able to work with Nicole and Felicia was just such an incredible experience and brought so much to me and how I work and to the collection and they really like... I don't know. You guys took everything to the next level. <laughs> so nice. And how important was it for you to come to Milan, why Salone, and why did you decide to? I mean, it is like the design week of the year, so I think it's important that we have a presence here, and it's like the fifth year, I think, for both of our studios, more or less. So it's always been like a dream to show here, even since before we started the studio, and we have finally made it. I mean, it comes at a point, too, where we're like about to start working more in the European market, so the starting point for us. I guess the step, well, you use Venetian glass blowing techniques, is that mm-hmm. correct? So it's almost like a coming back to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how yeah. important is it for you to also preserve that, like, craftsmanship? I mean, I think it's very important. It's sort of at the crux of both of our practices. And for me, like, the way that I've evolved working with glass over the years, which I kind of sort of fell into. I'm not, I wasn't trained in glass by any means. I'm an industrial designer, essentially. And really, actually, it was meeting the glassblower that we both work with after having worked with many different glassblowers before that. And he has this incredible knowledge and set of skills trained in traditional Venetian glass blowing techniques and so that has brought a lot to how I've evolved as a designer and then I think Nick and Felicia I mean you can speak to this more but in all the materials that you use you've always like sought out craftspeople to yeah our work is like very material driven and I mean mine and Felicia's backgrounds are both in furniture design but it came like with a studying and deep appreciation of like how things are made like and throughout history so glass is like the one that Sophie and we share you know the techniques that we use in this collection are like second century Roman glass blowing techniques and then there's this like Fazoletto piece that like Paolo Vanini repopularized in the 50s I think it's just like important to continue that design history and language because I think as time has gone on things have just become like more digital and we're like losing it a little bit so we really it's just something i think that's important to us and to sophie as well that was nick azemba of in common with and before that sophie lou jacobson we'll be back with more from grace later in the program monocle's springy april issue includes our retail survey Here, we rate the retailers, CEOs and shops improving the cities they call home. We tour a New York bookshop that's starting a new chapter and meet the CEO reviving Helsinki's best department store. Elsewhere, we visit a Spanish enclave bordering Morocco, head to the runway for the final Boeing 747 delivery in Washington and hit the dance floor in Barcelona. You'll also find plenty of fashion tips in our annual style survey, plus plenty of travel and hospitality picks to put a spring in your step this season. Order your copy of Monocle's April issue today 
or subscribe to get instant access online. In recent years, Alcova, which is an exhibition of independent and emerging designers, has been a must-see for anyone in town during Salone del Mobile. Founded in 2018 by Valentina Chuffi and Joseph Grima, the event is staged annually in disused buildings during Milan Design Week to not only showcase the works of designers, but the potential of forgotten pockets of the city. In years past, it has taken over a former bakery, a cashmere factory, and the buildings of a military hospital complex. This year, it's in the city's former abattoir, which has been abandoned for nearly two decades and is ripe for redevelopment. Monocle's Ed Stocker stopped into Alcova to find out more. I'm here at Alcova 2023, really one of the most exciting things about Salone del Mobile. It's not just the fact that it's a site for emerging and independent designers, it's also the amazing sites that are often used for it. Last year, for example, it was at a former military hospital. And this year, the founders have chosen a former abattoir, the Ex Macello, in the eastern part of town. In 2017, Joseph and I met around the idea of creating something in Salone del Mobile that was recalling what we really liked back in, uh, in Salone del Mobile of the beginning of the 2000s. I'm saying Salone, but I mean Fuori Salone. I'm Valentina Ciuffi. I'm one of the founders of Alcova. I'm also the founder of Studio Vedat, which is a design consulting and graphic design studio. What we thought was missing was a collective group show. The idea was to discover amazing places, hidden places, and go there together with a net of designers and uh, other kind of realities that we knew and we wanted to, to show in, uh, in a group show. I'm Joseph Grima. I'm one of the founders of Alcova, and I'm also the founder of Space Caviar, which is a design and research studio here in Milan. We founded it really um, on, with the idea that Salone Mobile was no longer representing design the way that it needed to be shown. Design had moved on, but the exhibitions, the shows had not. And Alcova, was a, we, we conceived it as a platform for a new generation of designers that weren't necessarily presenting products, but that were also talking about processes, materials, concepts. So part of it was really to rethink what it means to exhibit at the Fuori Salone. The other part was also to create a, a platform for new work to be presented in amazing locations in the city that had never been seen before by the public. So taking design out of institutional settings and really bringing it into the raw reality of the city. One of the characteristics of the space is that it's uh, architecturally very varied. It has everything that you'd expect from an industrial slaughterhouse, very large uh, warehouse spaces, meat processing areas, but also much more uh, intimate sized uh, buildings like um, the, the houses that the guardians, custodians used to live in. And that gives us the possibility of modulating the exhibition depending on the kind of work that's being shown in each of these spaces. One of the things I notice about being in Milan is how much it's developing, how much real estate uh, development is going on. Um, and even the site that we're at now, this former abattoir, is set to be developed shortly by Snoetta, the Norwegian architecture firm, among others. Is there a danger that in the future these sorts of incredible sites that are so inspiring for the designers who come here won't exist anymore? Joseph. 
it is possible to become much more difficult to find sites like this. Uh, however, Milan is a post-industrial city, and, and it's a city that's really moved on from its industrial past. So there are still, I think, a significant number of um, sites of this kind. However, we don't want to become uh, sort of synonymous with the post-industrial aesthetic of uh, places like this. The last um, place we were in was a former military hospital, which was completely different. But I think it's a challenge to us to also not stagnate in a certain model. We need to, Alcova needs to keep evolving and keep finding moments of beauty that may be in abandoned buildings or they may be some, a complete, somewhere completely different from that. It's, it's something that I think will keep us on our toes, which is important. I mean, as Joseph is suggesting, one day we could find ourselves in a building in the center of Milan that has some kind of characteristics that are totally different from what we have done till now because we are not stuck to this. And I think Milano is definitely evolving, uh, but not necessarily without leaving a uh, magic place in, uh, inside also buildings that are finished or, or not crumbling. My name is Josefine Sackerson, part of Art and Design Collective Swedish Girls. And I'm Myra Berg, also part of the Art and Design Collective Swedish Girls. We are based in Milan. So originally this uh, project was made together with Arktis, the Architecture and Design Museum in Sweden. The project is called Public Space with Private Intentions. The idea is really to prototype public space. When you design public space, you usually make it for a normative, broad public. And we want to experiment with the idea of making it in a non-neutral way. For example, for our perspective, making it safe for queer people. And in the museum, we also invited a lot of um, diversity within artists to play with the idea and interact with their idea of public space with private intentions. The design of the whole installation actually origins from our furniture series, Seat System, that we also showed in Alcoba 2021. Um, It's all made of uh, steel and it's powder-coated. This one is actually powder-coated in kind of a glittery powder coat. Yes, which is part of uh, this uh, style that we developed for this project called Alien Art Nouveau, uh, where we play with uh, ornamental style, but in a very like futuristic um, alien type of mode or vibe. And also we work with this repetitive structure, which is also modular, so... A really exciting thing about this era of the project because we showed it at the design museum in a different constellation and now we could be super creative and make it site specific for this site and which is really a strong strong side about the project I, would say. I know you were at Alcova a couple of years ago but how important is it to be at this platform and what does it mean or how has it helped you perhaps as designers from that initial launch pad, if you like, two years ago? It's been crucial for us because when we exhibited in Alcova 2021, we were actually scouted to do this installation that we're showing now in the Architecture and Design Museum, like this. They found us at Alcova. So this is actually a full circle moment, you could say. My name's Tom Faraday. I'm a Sydney-based furniture and product designer here presenting the core collection in Milan. We're presenting uh, a series of six sculptural lights named the Core Collection. Uh, each piece has been carved from the same solid block of travertine and, and really represent uh, a celebration of the stone through its very limits of its technical manufacturing. Uh, the pieces were handmade in, in Italy and 
centered around this central core structure, which is where uh, we have an emitting light that glows and really highlights the nature and variation of the stone across the piece. This is the first time I've presented work at Alcova, and I think I'm just drawn to the beautiful raw spaces that they use. Each year it's a beautifully curated show, and I think that the variation of works in these different rooms and spaces is, is a kind of a beautiful setting to all the creative works from across the world. My name's Steph Gallia. I'm the creative director of UMA. It's a furniture brand based in Turkey where we manufacture our collections and this is our first collection that we've launched with designers Holloway Lee who are based in London. The system's modular. We launched four colours last year and for Alcova we launched the new colour. It's licorice black, especially for the event which will be joining our collection. I've been working with Holloway Lee, the designers, for a few years now on projects and they have a, a real cinematic approach to their design. They're influenced a lot by film and by 90s culture and this collection was inspired by the Big Brother chat show era, um, the Big Brother chair, the diary room, that sort of aesthetic, blow-up furniture, 90s, that sort of thing. And it's that's quite maximalist, isn't it? It is quite maximalist and I think the colours as well kind of really accentuate that. And a good sort of collaborative spirit among designers. Do you think it could lead to other things as well? Yeah, definitely. Everyone keeps chatting to each other. There's been a lot of discussions about joining forces. I think it's the ideal place for that. Salone del Mobile, of course, has so many different personalities, and that includes the more formal surroundings of the trade fair. But having walked around here and seeing a part of town being invigorated by Alcova, it's hard not to be inspired. For Monaco at Alcova, I'm Ed Stocker. My thanks to Ed Stocker there. Alcova in Milan is open to the public until Sunday the 23rd of April. Finally on today's show, we return to our base at the House of Switzerland, where Grace Charlton of Monocle fame is still with me. Grace, you caught up with Andrea Rosso and Fabiola Di Virgilio in the studio here earlier. Tell me a little bit about them. So they're the founders of Reggio, this very young brand. I think they launched in December, which is kind of crazy that they're already at Salona del Mobile. Um, they're exhibiting at Conve, which is an exhibition space that's part of Fori Salone. Um, so Andrea Rosso is actually the son of Renzo Rosso, who founded Diesel, the fashion brand, and Fabiola Di Virgilio is also his partner. So they spoke to me as well about maybe disagreeing on certain topics and how they really like live together with their objects they've created. They mostly do fabrics and ceramics for the time being. Amazing. So we're going to hear a little bit about that. Set it up for us. What are we going to hear first? I began by asking Andrea what it was like to present for the first time at Salone. No, it's uh, the first time we present. The things that uh, Reduo, it's the union of two minds. And uh, from our home, uh, we developed many objects. Uh, objects that we were missing in our life, in our intimate space. So suddenly we created those uh, objects made also from artisanal coming from our hometown. It happens that uh, the object, many of our friends, they like it. They say, hey, where did you buy this? I said, no, no, we, we make it. And uh, so from that, uh, we start to evolve the the project yeah shops ask to buy it so why not 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I, I love the way as well that you do ceramics and textiles. Do you want to expand even yeah. to other forms? Absolutely. In fact, the new drop came out in September. Well, another story is because um, Redour is a brand for uh, home and people. So we want to keep this very in mind because it's for, you live our your house, but also something for you. It will be a surprise. It's cool, you get to like test your own products in your own home and you like, I guess you live together, I'm assuming, so you can maybe have that conversation. Like. But we don't have a conversation, we have many fights, oh. so that's, uh, <laughs> but that's the beauty of, you know, when you have a discussion, uh, you find a meeting point and that's where the magic happens, so we're happy to, to share different ideas. Actually. If we were uh, monotone with the same idea, we'd be so boring. At least there is a little bit of sparkling fire there. Yeah, because we have completely a different view. So it is interesting and uh, strange at the same time, but at the same time we found a final combination that works for both of us. So. What kind of things do you disagree on? Not to bring up bad feelings. Everything, like uh, colors, uh, texture, even shape sometimes. We have to understand what we really think uh, in order to find the best solution. But that's the beauty, because I think that um, maybe uh, Fabiola is a more like um, romantic or also very white, uh, very uh, cotton, salty types of Mediterranean. Uh, feeling, Mediterranean feeling. And the moment coming from the mountain, so I guess uh, the, the contrast is there. You know, when you meet at a certain point in the center, uh, for us is the, the best time. Yeah, pushing each other to do better, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I do all the imaginary and the direction of uh, because uh, it starts to be also our like commerce is also editorial um, and it's pretty interesting because we leave space to photographers and artists to play with our brand. And what are your plans for Salone as Milanese locals? I feel like you probably have the best advice on surviving the fair. Oh yeah, yeah, we live here so, for so many, many years. And well, Salone, it's a big moment. Everything happens during this week. We follow the friends and situation and uh, there is uh, so many things. It's good uh, Milano in these days, but it's also interesting talks. Now it's interesting to see how the artistic approach is becoming more design, so, or design is more becoming more artistic approach. So I think that um, is proving that uh, people want more unique object at home and want something also custom made. And we love this part because also with the stuff that we do, uh, is really locally made from our artisanal friends uh, in Veneto and it's from a sartorial part uh, to a more craftsmanship. We have a good connection now and it's becoming a very, very passionate uh, project also. We launched this um, blankets uh, and we add uh, cushions for the salone and it's all hand-painted and with dead stock fabrics from Bonotto, which is our friend. And yeah, we play with colors and materials, which is really nice. Also, the ethic part of the project is really important for us. It's important to say that uh, really work with the people, and we love to work with them. Um, meeting also their requirements, because sometimes it's difficult, it's different to work with the industrial people and the artisanal people, completely different. So 
Sometimes a good glass of wine in a nice uh, place uh, is uh, a better contract uh, to make a, a product, you know, with an artisanal. So I think that's the, the approach. And it's very intimate and it has the ritual, uh, personal approach that we love to do with Red Duo. Amazing. You're selling the Italian dream. Uh, <laughs> we try our best. <laughs> My thanks to Andrea Rosso and Fabiola Di Virgilio there and Monocle's Grace Charlton for joining me in the pop-up studio. I mean, Grace, any other highlights that you've, you've seen so far? So I stopped by Loewe today, which was very fun. Obviously, Milan is not only a design capital, it's also a fashion capital, which is something I'm personally also interested in. So, yeah, they have a really cool collection of chairs designed by the creative director, Jonathan Anderson. They're very playful. There's a lot of raffia. They were made in collaboration with the Belgian Vincent Chepard, and they've set up in his courtyard of the Palazzo Isambardi, and they have mushrooms everywhere, and these chairs are a little bit wacky but super fun they've got raffia coming off of them they're in really bright colors they've got leather tied along the limbs of the legs i think this is the, again i guess the, the beautiful thing and maybe this is a really nice way to, to to close this show it's it's the fact that you know milan design week is is about so much more than just nice chairs it really is about cross disciplinary collaborations you know uh collaborations between countries collaborations between creatives from different fields and i, I think Lueva as the example is, is, is really uh, the perfect epitome of that. And that's probably the perfect place to leave it. So I guess that's a wrap on today's show, but we'll be bringing you more from Salone del Mobile and Milan Design Week in our next episode. Uh, for more design stories, listen to our five-minute midweek bonus show, Monocle on Design Extra. It's out every Thursday here on Monocle Radio and available wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoy print, then pick up a copy of our dedicated design newspaper, the Salone del Mobile Special. It's on all good newsstands now. My thanks to David Stevens, Desiree Bandley and Maylee Evans for their production work on today's show. I'm Nick Manise, and if you want to get in touch, you can reach me at nm at monocle.com. For now, goodbye and thanks for listening. Thank you.